The title of the message tonight is One Experience, One Experience with Jesus Changes Everything. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 16. One experience with Jesus changes everything. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 16. While you turn there or share with a friend or look it up on your phone, I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you have chosen. You have chosen every person here tonight, Jesus. Everyone who is here in the sanctuary, everyone who is watching online, you have chosen everyone for your purposes, Jesus. You love every one of us. Lord Jesus, I pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon every person's life tonight. Let everyone, every one of us have a radical experience with you, Jesus, with your love, because you said love never fails. Lord, you said, Jesus, that in the last days that God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. And then you said, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord Jesus, we pray tonight that everything that happens will be done by your Holy Spirit. For it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. We don't need to hear from me. We need to hear from you, Jesus. So let every one of us here, if there's anyone who is here who does not know that they're saved and going to heaven, let them be saved tonight. If there's anyone who is sick in their body tonight, let them be healed tonight. If there's anyone who needs a fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit, let them experience it tonight. We thank you for this, Jesus. We bind anything that would hinder anyone from experiencing you tonight, Jesus, and we commit it to leave right now in Jesus' name. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take control of everything that happens tonight. We give you all the glory, all the praise, all the worship, all the honor goes only unto you, our Lord, our Savior, our God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So one encounter with Jesus changes everything. God is going to do something so supernatural in every one of our lives tonight. This may be one of the most important nights for many of you tonight. You may never have another opportunity quite like this, where you can begin experiencing everything that God has for you. You can experience his love. You can experience his joy. You can experience his peace that passes all understanding. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow many times. So this may be one of the most important moments of your life. That you can begin experiencing the great plans that God has for you. He has an amazing future for every one of our lives. Who knows that it's an intense generation that we're living in today. I know I do. You know, we live in New York City and it's one of the busiest places in not only America, but all across the world. It's one of the busiest places, but it's also one of the most loneliest places. It's one of the most intense places to live. We're living in an intense generation, but it's an amazing generation because God is raising up a generation who will stand for him. Who believes that? 
Halleluja. God is raising up a generation who will stand. So tonight, I have good news to share. Great news. It's the most amazing news that you'll ever hear. Your life can be transformed. Your mind can be set free. Your body can be healed. You can know you're going to heaven. You can experience God's love in your life. All because of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm originally from North Carolina. I lived in Florida for some time, lived in Tennessee, and then I moved here. I have a beautiful and amazing wife. She's from India. We met here. Uh, we're getting ready to have our first child. He's going to be a little baby boy. So I say he's here, but he's going to be out soon. So I'm excited about that. You know, but about a year and a half ago, I had the opportunity to travel to India to see my in-laws for the very first time. I was able to spend time with my father-in-law, who's a pastor in India, oversees many different churches there in India. And we did a large gospel crusade, a, a good news event, like I'm sharing with you tonight, with a crowd of about 12, 13,000 people in, in India. And you see these precious men, women, boys, and girls who travel 10 and 20 and 30 hours away just, just to encounter and have a miracle from Jesus in their lives because they don't have many of the opportunities that we have here. They don't have the medicines. They don't have all the different luxuries that we have here. But you see people's lives radically transformed. You see people get up physically healed. You see people who are oppressed in their minds and tormented to be set completely free because that's what God does. A couple days before I flew back from India to America, I was in one location in India and then I had to travel to another location in India and then from this location in India all the way back to America, to New Jersey. I live in, we live in Staten Island. So we were eating at this hotel type restaurant area and I was standing, it was a, a buffet style eating area and I'm standing at this food item and a girl comes up behind me and says, excuse me, can I get some of that food? I said, sure, help yourself. Didn't really think much about it. Went and sat back down. And a couple days later, my father-in-law and I fly from this place in India to another place in India. And then I'm going to fly myself from this place back to America. So in the first place, I met this young lady. In the second place, I'm going through the security check at the airport. And two girls behind me is the same girl in a country with over 1.3 billion people. That's amazing. Only God can do that. You know, so if God wants me to talk to anybody, it has to be this girl. So I start talking with her. It's an amazing experience. She ends up giving her life to Jesus Christ. Only Jesus can do that. Her life is transformed. And I say that to say that God, out of the millions of people in New York City, out of the billions of people across the world, God has every one of us here tonight because he wants to perform a miracle in your life. Say hallelujah. The first point tonight is people are hurting. People are hurting. Acts chapter three, begin reading in verse one. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. In the Bible, there's a story of this lame man who is sick from birth. 
He can't walk from birth. He's over 40 years old and he's laid at this temple gate called Beautiful almost every day so he can beg from the people who were coming in. He's trying to beg for money. He's sick in his body. He's tormented in his mind. Think about this. A man who is over 40 years old, he feels like maybe I lost my opportunity. Maybe I lost my chance to be healed because Jesus wasn't walking the earth in his physical body. He had died on the cross for our sins. He had been buried. He had rose from the dead. He was resurrected and now he's alive today. But maybe this man lost his opportunity. Think about this man. He's over 40 years old. He has to have someone and people carry him to the temple gate called beautiful so he can beg for money. He can't be the man that he so much wants to be. He can't have the family that he so much wants to have. He can't have the wife that he wants to have. He can't have the children that he wants to have. He can't do the things that he feels like God wants him to do. He can't experience some of the joys and the love and the peace and the the excitement of simply normal things in in this life. He can't walk like most of us walked here tonight. Those people in that society a lot of times were cast out of that society because they thought that they had done something wrong or they had performed a certain sin and that's why they were in that condition. So he was hurting in in so many different ways. He was hurting in his mind. He was hurting in his body. He was hurting in his emotions in every area of his life. He was tormented in his mind because he couldn't do what everyone else could do. He couldn't be what God wanted him to be. And think about all the hurting people we have in this generation. There's many of you watching online. There's many of you here in the sanctuary. You're hurting. You have these tormenting thoughts as you wake up in the morning, as you go to sleep at night, as you go throughout the day. Maybe you're hurting in your body. Maybe you have some type of sickness or illness that seems like maybe you'll never be cured. You're hurting in some area, some relationship. You're hurting in your family. You're hurting, maybe you're hurting at your job or or hurting in your your finances or, or hurting in your emotions or you're hurting because you feel like maybe I've went too far or maybe I haven't done what God wanted me to do. There's so many people that are hurting in this generation. You see, the second leading cause of death in kids from 16 to 24 is suicide. That's tragic. That breaks our hearts. Because people in this generation are hurting. People are really hurting. But everything can change tonight. No matter what area of your life where you're hurting, the torment in your mind, the sickness in your body, not not knowing what the future actually holds, not knowing where you're going to end up after this very short life is over. Everything can change tonight and everything will change tonight because Jesus is going to be the one who changes it. Not too long ago, I was walking down Broadway. I work here at Times Square Church and I was going into work a little bit earlier than usual. And I'm walking down Broadway. There's a young man who's making some type of delivery, I believe, and he's parked on the side of Broadway. And as I walk past him, I'm getting ready to get to the entrance, the Broadway entrance. 
And God puts him so strongly on my heart. God really impresses my heart. You need to go back and speak to this young man. So I walk back up the street and start talking to him. You know, sometimes they don't know what you're going to do in New York City. So I simply walked to him. I said, you know, this may sound strange, man, but God really puts you on my heart. I know that God has special plans for your life. Immediately, almost immediately, tears begin to well up in his eyes, begin to run down his face. And he said, man, you don't know how much this means to me right now. He said, I'm going through one of the most difficult times in my entire life. He says, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't be with my child the way I want to be with my child anymore. I used to be in church. I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I've been having these intense thoughts of suicide. I don't, I don't know what I should do with my life. So we walked a little ways and we began to talk. And I began sharing, him, sharing with him the good news. The good news that Jesus loves him. That Jesus does have great plans for his life. Life doesn't have to stay that way because Jesus can transform everything. So we talked, had a good conversation, we prayed, and he gave his life sincerely to Jesus Christ. His life was radically transformed. Even though he was hurting, his life was changed forever. Not a few days, but for eternity. So number one, people are hurting. But number two, people are praying. Turn to someone and say, people are praying. Begin reading in verse one. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. This is an amazing part of the story because Peter and John are going up to the temple at the time of prayer. They had spent time with Jesus Christ. They had saw Jesus as he was going about always doing good. He was opening the eyes of the blind. He was healing deaf ears. He was raising people from the dead physically and spiritually. He was transforming the lives of everyone around him. He, he was giving joy where there was no joy. He was giving peace where there was torment. He was giving life everywhere he went. And they were able to learn from him. So Jesus taught them how to pray. He would say things like, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. And he would say things like, have faith in God. If anyone says to this mountain, this impossible situation, whatever it may be, whoever says to this mountain to be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it shall be done for them. He said, therefore, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it and you shall have it. Even in the Old Testament, he would say things like, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Because they had spent time in prayer, they didn't see this man as just as where he was then. They saw him as what he could become with Jesus Christ. 
They saw him as someone who could actually experience life, someone who could experience joy. So when they saw this man, they saw it as an amazing opportunity because they had been spending time in prayer. See, prayer can change anything because God can change anything. Prayer is how we communicate with God. Jesus would tell them things like the same things I have done, you shall do also, and even greater things you shall do. That's the word of God. So we, you and I, must always understand that God always answers prayer. He always answers prayer. Turn to someone and say, God always answers prayer. God always answers prayer. He knows the desires that he's placed on your heart. He says that he gives us the desires of our heart. Not only does he place them there, he fulfills them. Hallelujah. And there are people who have been praying for you. There are people who have been praying for you, those watching online. Many of the leadership and many of the people in this congregation have been praying for you. And if no one else is praying for you, Jesus is praying for you. Hallelujah. I told you I'm from North Carolina and I lived in Florida for a short period of time. And when I was there, God really, he drew me to Jesus when I was at a very young age, probably about four or five years old. And when I moved to Florida, I was about 21 years old and I, I knew that God had something for my life, but I didn't know exactly what he wanted me to do. So I'm driving to work one day and I work out almost every day and I'm driving to work and I, it's like I can hardly breathe. I, the breath is taken out of me. I thought something's wrong with me. So I, I went to the doctor. They said, Tyler, you're fine. And around, the around that time, I lost almost all my desire for almost everything of the world. All I wanted to do was talk to Jesus and pray and read the Bible. And I wanted to experience what God had for my life. So I didn't want to move back to North Carolina where I'm from. And my brother had taken a job in Tennessee. So I ended up moving to Tennessee and I'd studied for the fitness industry. So I started personal training. And shortly after, because I had sales and management experience, they moved me to be a personal training manager at a gym right there in Tennessee. So I was sitting in the office one day and it, it wasn't a bad job. It was a very good job. I started making good money, but I knew that God had more for my life. So I was sitting in the office one day and an old gentleman came walking in with a little push walker and I introduced myself to him and we knew some of the same people in North Carolina. This is in Tennessee. So he was swimming at a different gym for his health, but he had pastored different large churches down south. And he said he thought God kept on telling him to come back to this gym for some reason, but he didn't know why. So he came into the office one day and said the reason was because of me. I thought, this is, this is crazy. You know, and he asked me if I felt like God wanted me to do something or called me to do something for God, and he did, but I had no clue what to do. So he asked if I could mentor in my life, and I just broke down weeping right there in the office. But what's crazy about the story is God had placed that desire in my heart. I'd been praying for something like that. And what's crazy about the story 
is he most likely walked the same hospital in the same hospital I was born almost the exact same day I was born because he pastored one of the largest churches in the same town I grew up in in North Carolina. That's amazing. I look more like him than I do my own parents. It's crazy. But that, that started a journey where fear was removed from my life. I had a radical encounter with the Holy Spirit that changed everything. So number one, what? People are hurting. Number two, people are praying. Number three, and most importantly, Jesus is healing. Say that with me. Say, Jesus is healing. Come on, Jesus is healing. Turn to someone and say, Jesus is healing. Hallelujah. Begin reading in verse six. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Hallelujah. So Jesus had been going around performing miracles everywhere he went. And now because he had told the disciples, the same things I have done, you will do also and even greater things you will do. So when they approached this lame man who was begging, they said, I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of things to give you, but what I do have, I'm going to give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. He took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and instantly, say instantly, instantly everything changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Instantly, he could be the man that God wanted him to be. Instantly, everything in his life was transformed. Instantly, he could have joy. He could have love. He could have peace. Instantly, he could be everything that God wanted him to be. Hallelujah. So tonight, instantly, everything can change in your life. Instantly. Did you know that almost every miracle Jesus performed in the Bible was instantly? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God knows everything that you've been through. He knows everything that's been going on in your mind. He knows everything that you've struggled with. He knows everything that your life will be. He knows everything about everything. And instantly, everything will change tonight. Instantly. Instantly, you can have a restored relationship. Instantly, you can know that you're going to heaven when you die. Instantly, you can be healed in your body. Instantly, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in fire. Instantly. Instantly, everything in your life can be transformed tonight. And that's what God wants to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this story. I was walking up from Times Square one day and I look back and God puts this young man on my heart. He's dressed in green. I think he's trying to sell the bus tour tickets and God put him so strongly on my heart that I needed to go back and talk and pray for him. So he had crutches and 
So I didn't really know what to do. And God kept on burdening my heart to talk with him. So I went back down the street and began talking to this young man with crutches. When we got there, there was another young man came to stand right beside him. And so we were able to pray with both of them. We were able to share with them the good news that I'm sharing with you tonight, how your life can be transformed, how your body can be healed, how you can have eternal life. Both of the young men ended up giving their lives to Jesus Christ right there on the street. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus. But God told me to pray for him that he wanted to heal him. So he had been hit by some type of vehicle and he was wearing crutches, had to have some type of procedure done to his leg. And so I said, do you believe Jesus can heal you? And he said, yeah. I said, do you believe Jesus wants to heal you? And he struggled with that a little bit. And then he eventually said, yeah. And I said, do you believe Jesus will heal you in this next moment? He struggled with that even a little bit more. And then he eventually said, yes. So I simply got down on my knee and began to pray for him. We know it's nothing of us, nothing of us. It's all the Holy Spirit. It's all Jesus. So I simply... I simply said, in the name of Jesus, I command this leg, be healed in Jesus' name. When I got up, I took the crutches away from him, and he began to walk around. He began to walk around. He began to walk around. And he kept on walking around looking at his leg. Because Jesus is healing. He's healing. His soul was saved for eternity. His body was healed. His life was transformed. And that's what God wants to do tonight. Hallelujah. This is for everyone here in the sanctuary, for everyone watching online. This is the most important part of the entire service. You may never have another opportunity quite like this. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you do not know with all of your heart with everything in you, that if you died tonight, that you would wake up in heaven. If you do not know that for sure, we're gonna make sure tonight. If I could, I would come to you, put my hand on your shoulder and plead with you to not wait another day. If you do not know that for sure, that if you died tonight, that you would wake up in heaven. If you do not know that for absolute certain, I want you to lift up your hand very quickly. Lift up your hand very quickly. If you do not know that for sure, lift up your hand very quickly. And when we see all the hands, you can put them back down. Now, if you have sickness in your body and you need to be healed, I want you to lift up your hand very quickly. So many hands going up. Put your hands back down. And this last one, if you have been longing as we've been hearing from this church, if you have been longing to have a deep encounter and experience with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus that changes everything, where you can begin being everything that God wants you to be, if you want to experience that tonight, lift up your hand very quickly. Thank you, Jesus. If you lifted up your hand when I asked those questions, as the musicians play, I want you to come quickly to this altar and we're gonna pray. I'm gonna join you here at this altar and we're going to pray and God is going to radically transform your life tonight. Come quickly, come quickly. 
don't miss this opportunity to begin experiencing everything that God has for your life. He loves you. He will set you free. He will give you eternal life. He will heal you. He will so fill you with the Holy Spirit that everything changes in your life. This is one of the most important moments of everyone here at this altar. This is a time of joy. It's a time of gladness because everything, everything in your life changes today. Not tomorrow, not a few hours from now, but everything changes today. Now, everything changes. Hallelujah. For the sake of everyone here at this altar, I want us all to pray together a prayer that we're all together. Everyone here, we're gonna pray with you that you can give your life to Jesus Christ, turning away from everything else, turning completely to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, everyone pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. You're with me all the time. You have great plans for me. Even though I'm a sinner and I know I need you, I know the good news is you love me. You died on the cross for all of my sins, all of my wrongs, past, present, and future. You were buried, rose from the dead, you appeared again, and you're alive today. I trust you always. And I confess you always, Lord Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior, my God and healer, my best friend, come into all of my heart, all of my life, and save me, Lord Jesus Christ, and use me to save others. I receive your Holy Spirit and your best for my life. I trust in nobody else, not myself, no church or prayer, no pastor or priest, not the Pope or a preacher, nothing I do, good or bad, right or wrong, and no religion. All my trust is in you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I confess you always, Lord Jesus Christ, as my Savior as my Lord, as my God, as my healer. And because of you, Jesus, the best is yet to come. Heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give a big hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.